Hey everybody, welcome to The Wake Up for Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. Here's what's happening in Hollywood, the media biz and social platforms with a major shakeup over at Netflix, new diversity requirements for best picture at the Oscars, and uh, well, just a lot going on today, so good thing I have the freshest Colombian coffee I can get, Devotion Coffee. Definitely will need a second espresso this morning. Uh, and in the trailer house, Netflix has one for their film adaptation of the classic gothic romance novel, Rebecca. That one stars Lily James, Army Hammer, and Kristen Scott Thomas. You can check that link out in the episode notes. It comes to Netflix on October 21st. Now over to Hollywood. where Netflix kind of shocked the industry last night as Reed Hastings made the lessons from his new book on the Netflix culture, IRL, firing the woman who arguably built their TV series business, Cindy Holland, and putting Bella Bajaria in charge of all TV as VP of Global Television. Ted Sarando said he wanted to streamline TV operations so that there's just one head of TV, just as he has one head of film with Scott Stuber. Previously, Cindy handled English language TV series and Bella oversaw international non-English TV series. Obviously a very surprising move given not only Cindy's success at Netflix, but also her 18-year tenure at the company. Although, with Reed Hastings heavily emphasizing global expansion in almost every book-related media interview released over the weekend, the change kind of makes sense. Although just a bit on the nose and choosing to make the move on the same day that your book about how no one is essential in the Netflix culture hits the shelves. No doubt Cindy will have plenty of options to entertain and we'll see how this uh, Netflix decision to treat the TV business as they do the film business works out. But hey, in the end, no rules rules. Also calling it a day are the Kardashians who announced that their E! show will end next year with their 20th season. Well, 20 seasons. Uh, their 19th season debuts next week, as I'm sure we all knew. The show's going to go out with somewhere around 275 episodes total. So not exactly bonanza numbers, as I'm sure the kids will say, uh, but an impressive run that started back in the Bush administration. And keep in mind, this just means the end of the show on E! Just in case Bella Bajaria is looking to make a splashy new deal to start her tenure. But what's old is new again at Peacock? Alright, that's a bit of a stretch. Anyway, uh, Peacock won the bidding war for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot as a drama series project, giving it a two-season order. Will Smith, Benny Medina, and Quincy Jones will all be exec producers on the project, which at this point is only based on a fleshed-out pitch, based of course on the trailer for the project that was shot on spec by Morgan Cooper, who will now get to work uh, writing. Though I'm guessing this news is not going to come up tomorrow when the Fresh Prince cast reunites for a special on HBO Max, where the original series currently airs. Elsewhere in TV, Showtime renewed The Shy for season 4. Tamron Hall's ABC-based syndicated talk show is now going to get a second window on the OWN network when Tamron's second season begins next week. And it's pretty impressive exposure. They're giving her four hours of airtime every weekday, with new episodes airing there two days after their syndicated premiere at 8 a.m. and 1 p.m., and episodes from the first season following at 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. And finally in TV, Cal Penn is going to do a six-episode series on voting for Freeform called Cal Penn Approves This Message. It'll be a combination of field pieces and a sit-down interview each episode. And the show is going to premiere on September 22nd, which apparently is National Voter Registration Day. In addition to National Elephant Appreciation Day, which given that elephants are also a symbol for a certain political party, uh, yeah, maybe we should change that going forward. Uh, However, it is also National Fall Prevention Awareness Day, as well as the first day of fall, so that may also get confusing. Thankfully, it's also National Hobbit Day, Ice Cream Cone Day, Temperature Control Day, White Chocolate Day, and Singles Day, which I celebrate every day. Over in the movie biz... 
Oscars announced diversity requirements for Best Picture nominees that'll go into effect in 2024. As of that year, all Best Picture nominees are going to have to meet two out of four categories of diversity requirements to be considered. Which, well, are a bit lengthy, but uh, the categories pertain to having a racially and gender diverse cast, diversity in crew composition, providing apprenticeship opportunities, and or having diverse members of the film's marketing and distribution teams. Again, all films would have to meet two of the four categories on the checklist to be considered for Best Picture, but you can check out the detailed list for yourself in the link to the deadline piece in the episode notes. Elsewhere, STX has made yet another film acquisition, this time buying the US and UK rights to the Kristen Bell comedy Queen Pins, according to the trades. She plays a fed-up housewife who decides to take control of her life by starting an illegal coupon club, which then grows to scam millions of dollars from food companies, which was inspired by a real-life scam. Vince Vaughn, Paul Walter Hauser, and Kristen's Good Place co-star Kirby Howell-Baptiste round out the cast, and like their other recent acquisitions, STX is going to sell the international rights at TIFF this month. And John Wick producer Basil Iwanek made a deal with Redbox, yep, they're still around, to produce 12 action genre movies over the next three years, all with budgets in the range of $10 million that'll be shot in, well, cheap places like uh, Southeast Asia and Eastern Europe. According to Deadline, the films will be available on DVD at Redbox kiosks in the US, as well as on the Redbox streaming service, which seems to kind of be like an iTunes service where you can rent or buy movies to stream. The films will be sold to international territories as well as established output partners in various countries. Basel was positioned in the company as a Blumhouse for action movies in the PR release, but as the movies are basically going straight to DVD in the US, I don't think Jason Blum and Universal Pictures would uh, see it that way. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. With Facebook's dumpster fire turned up to high heat this week, and look at how much old music is now adding to the bottom line for music labels, and a big name departure at Rolling Stone. Plus, today's pop quiz. And let's go with Kristen Bell today. Uh, How much did her previous STX movie, Bad Moms, take in at the box office worldwide in 2016? I'll give you an over-under of uh, $200 million here. The answer, after a coffee break with Devotion Coffee. In a world obsessed with freshness and where your food comes from, most people don't think about their coffee. Sometimes you'll see on a bag when the beans are roasted, but you really have no idea when those beans left their country of origin, where it's very possible those beans could have been sitting around for anywhere from six to nine months. But with Devotion, you know you're getting the freshest Colombian coffee experience possible. Devotion FedExes their beans every week up from Bogota to their roastery in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. So the coffee gets from Bogota to in your cup in as little as a 10-day time frame. And Devotion makes it super easy to order. Go to Devotion.com, that's D-E-V-O-C-I-O-N.com. They have a wide variety of beans to choose from sourced from various areas of Colombia, and they tell you which one on each bag. You get free shipping on your first order of just 50 bucks or more, and enter the code WAKEUP at checkout and get 20% off your first order. So you don't have to even leave your house to get your coffee, and it's probably less expensive than if you did. That's Devocion.com, enter the code WAKEUP, and that link and code are both in the episode notes. Check it out today. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. Bad Moms took in $183 million back in 2016, so hopefully you took the under. That was an impressive $113 million in the U.S. and 70 worldwide, off of a production budget of $20 million. That also stayed in the top 10 at the box office for an impressive seven weeks. Now over to the media biz and social platforms. Rolling 
Rolling Stone had a really interesting read diving into the revenue numbers from the major music labels for the first half of the year that gives a pretty eye-opening snapshot into how much streaming has continued to transform the music business. Obviously, the streaming revenue they get from companies like Spotify and Apple continues to grow as the number of people using those services worldwide grows as well. However, catalog or library music now plays a much larger role in the overall revenue picture at the labels. Catalog music refers to anything released over three years ago for the sake of these numbers. And revenue at Germany-based label Bertelsmann was up 49% in the first six months of this year for their catalog music versus 2019. And at the world's largest music label, Universal Music, catalog revenue represented 57% of their global digital revenue in 2019, which also explains the flurry of activity this year in sales of publishing catalog rights for dozens of acts, but uh, that's a story for another time. Or if you're curious, uh, just email me and I'll break it down for you. Anyway, the link to the read is in the episode notes, and I highly recommend checking it out. Over at Facebook, it took them two hours to take down a video of an army vet shooting himself on Facebook Live on August 31st, even after the post was flagged and their content moderators were alerted. And then the video started popping up all over TikTok this weekend, including in their For You page, where you just kind of click through random videos selected for you and see what comes up. So basically, a graphic suicide video was coming up with no warning. TikTok seems to be making every effort to block it and is doing pretty well so far, according to Vice, but maybe let's go out with something else. You're not going to see critic quotes and movie ads with Peter Travers' Rolling Stone underneath them anymore. According to Showbiz 411, Peter is no longer the movie critic at the publication after 36 years. He'll still do the occasional movie story as a contributing editor, but is now going to be mostly doing work for ABC and GMA. And also, while we're in online publishing, Condé Nast announced that their annual New Yorker Festival is going to take place from October 5th to October 11th this year. Mostly virtually, of course, but they will be doing a drive-in theater event in Queens for Regina King's One Night in Miami, which got some pretty strong reviews out of Venice. In today's programming notes... Hulu adds the semi-animated comedy series Woke about a black animation artist whose perspectives on life changes after an interaction with police officers. And over at cable TV provider Spectrum, they're adding all 13 season two episodes of their LA's finest cop show on their on-demand platform for Spectrum TV subscribers only. That one stars Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba. FYI, season one of that show will air on Fox later this month as part of network TV's gently used fall programming strategy. But let's finish out today with The Killers, who put out a new album at the end of August. Uh, This song's called My Own Soul's Warning. And if you work in the entertainment or media business and find the podcast of value, please share it out with your colleagues on your company Teams or Slack accounts. It'd go a long way to helping this thing out. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please take five seconds, uh, literally, to hit the five stars button in the ratings and reviews area. Just scroll down a wee bit from the episodes area and you'll see it right there. And I always love to see a new review as well, if inclined. Anything is fair game, uh, except for my uh, Jamaican accent bun. Still a lot of work to do there. Uh, Anyway, have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) 